Welcome to All Turns and No Breaks. This isn't an ordinary show. This is NASCAR Talk for fans, by fans. Hey, NASCAR fans. Welcome to another episode of All Turns No Breaks. My voice is a little shot, but I am a trooper, and I am here with my two wonderful friends and my co-host, Tam and my man, Kenny. How are you guys that? doing? Who is that talking? I don't recognize that voice. <laughs> <laughs> hey, y'all, we got a, got a different host this week, apparently. That's right. <laughs> yeah. So for all of you who are listening, we probably will all sound a little bit different because we are actually doing a video. So we will post snippets of the video on the Twitter as well as maybe the Instagram, but you can find the full video on YouTube. So what we'll do is we'll take the audio from this video and make it a podcast. So if we sound a little bit different, that's why. But at least you guys get a chance to see us. Hello, good people. Hello. What's up? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so Renee always has a story, and there's a reason why his voice sounds the way it does. So why don't you tell us what's going on, Renee? Well, you know, um, a a lot of times, and you guys know me, and I'm sure that our listeners know me very well, just as much as you guys do. I decided to think that uh, I was going to go on uh, American Idol and uh, did a little karaoke with uh, some friends. And I probably thought I could sing every genre and every song. <laughs> so um, I just yelled my voice out. And um, and I woke up today and I went, uh, yeah, this doesn't sound right. <laughs> but that, that's what happens when you have a little uh, couple of one too many cocktails. And thinking you can sing karaoke when you really can't. Well, I haven't heard your singing voice. Is it like your comedy? But uh, uh, that was a joke. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, I was gonna say, you know, <laughs> it was. It is kind of like my comedy because if you ever heard me sing, you'd, you'd probably laugh. Probably laughing, but off really paying too. <laughs> okay. Well, Kenny, how was your weekend? My weekend was pretty chill. Wasn't nothing too crazy, honestly. I watched a whole lot of racing because this weekend we had a little bit of everything. IMSA, Indy 500, a lot of NASCAR. So, you know, yeah, a little bit of everything, but for real, that's all I did. Plus, it rained a lot here as well. Do you guys want to jump into NASCAR talk? Do you want to jump into Indy 500 talk? You want to talk about your life? I don't know. What what do you guys want to talk about? (laughs) But we can go into that. Let's get that Indy. Let's go ahead and talk about that Indy. Okay, so I will pat myself on the back. I obviously was rooting for a baby boot thing, as in Joseph Newgarten. However, on the Twitter, I was like, you know what? There are some other people that I want to root for. Obviously, everyone, no matter whether you are a fan of IndyCar or not, we all rooted for Marco Andretti because he's an Andretti. And I I don't know if you guys caught that pause, but it was a long pause because I'm like, he's an Andretti. I'm right. just not quite sure why he can never get right. Like, dude, you sat on the pole for the Indy 500 and didn't even lead one lap. I even yeah. text Kenny because I blinked <laughs> and I was like, did I miss something? Kenny was like, nah, he didn't even lead the first lap. I mean, like, come on. But saying hey. that to say, <laughs> wow. patting myself on the back because I rooted for a bunch of other drivers. 
Well, I picked six drivers that I wanted to root for, and four of the six drivers all came in top five. So do not ever question my IndyCar skills. Well, not that I'm behind the wheel, but you guys know what I'm saying. (laughs) Never question your picks. Yeah, my pick. Well, my skills, too, because I know a little something about a little something when it comes to IndyCar. That's right. And NASCAR and Formula One. I leave the IMSA to Kenny because that's not my thing. But, you know, (laughs) I guess if I took the time, I could learn a little bit about IMSA. IMSA. Okay. But that being said, because this is video, I will not be able to edit out some of the foolishness (laughs) that happens. So let me let me just take a breath. Okay, so Kenny, what was your thoughts on the Indy 500? Um, honestly, I thought it was pretty good. I thought all in all, it wasn't last year's race by any means, which I still think was like one of the best ones, like the last like five years or so. But I guess it kind of sucks that it ended under caution. I know people were like upset. Some people were happy. We're like, well, we don't want anything else bad to happen to anybody because that last wreck was pretty bad. And I had to take back what I said because I was confused. I was like, no red? I'm like, at least try it. You know, this is the biggest race of the year for IndyCar, even if it is in August and not in May, but ended up turning out to be still a good race. Takuma Sato, he drove around Scott Dixon with no problem. He, he did his thing. There is no denying that he won- He did not win that by fluke. He probably had a good shot at winning it anyway. So yeah, I thought it was a pretty cool race. Pretty good one. It's interesting you said that because I text you about that as well. I, I felt like I, oh, I flipped to the NASCAR race during the caution, because I was like, oh, they're going to be under red. And then when I came back, I was like, wait, he was like being lifted up by the new lift at the Indy, at the Indianapolis. Okay, this is when you can't edit things. And now I'm like, oh my God. So at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway, you know, they have the new lift. And I, I text Kenny and I was like, did they finish the last four laps? Kenny was like, nah, they called it. I was like, oh, dude, okay. But that man says, should we jump into some NASCAR talk? Let's do it. Okay, so I have notes for anyone who listens to the podcast. This is what I usually do. Because we're on video, I'm going to show you guys my notes. Before every podcast, we make a list of what we want to talk about. And I go through a few things and jot down some notes. I am going to start off with the top 10 from Dover. And as you guys know, we race Saturday and Sunday at Dover. So you guys can hear me flipping the page because my playoff notes are on the other side. My top 10 is on this side. So Saturday's top 10, Denny Hamlin was your winner. And as we tweeted from our Twitter account, if it's not Denny, it's Harvick. And if it's not Harvick, it's Denny. So Denny Hamlin won on Saturday. Truex, as in Martin Truex Jr., came in second. Kyle Busch came in third. Harvick came in P4 because, as you guys know, Denny and Harvick are top five almost every week or every race. Although I think on Sunday that wasn't the case for Denny, but we'll get to that in a minute. Chase, as in Chase Elliott, came in fifth. Clint Boyer managed a top 10 finish and came in sixth. Jimmy Johnson, who desperately needed a top 10 finish. He actually needs a win, but he did come in P7. Joy Logano came in eighth. Brad Keselowski, ninth. Ricky Stenthouse Jr. came in 10th. Our notable, because if you guys remember, I said every week until the end of the season, Matt Kenseth and Jimmy Johnson will be a notable. 
Because Jimmy came in top 10, he is no longer a notable, at least for this week. Matt Kenseth came in 23rd. Sunday's race, because if it's not Denny, it's Harvick. Harvick came in first. Martin Truex Jr. finished the week at Dover with another P2 finish for Sunday's race. Jimmy Johnson, he got right and came in third. William Byron came in fourth. And what's interesting about Jimmy and William Byron is they're battling for the last couple of playoff spots. So that's interesting because it's like the changing of the guard. Even though William Byron is in the 24 and Jimmy is in the 48, technically it's not the changing of the guard, but it's like, you know, the old is going out and the new is coming in. So it should be interesting to see, you know, maybe in an ideal world, one of them will win and get in. We'll see. So Bowman, as in Alex Bowman, our guy, he came in fifth, Joy Logano sixth, Eric Amarola came in seventh. And I forgot to mention, I guess I'll let Kenny tell you, but there was a little little smack talking. Yeah. Somebody wasn't a fan of <laughs> Eric Amarola's on during Saturday's race or after Saturday's race. Brad Keselowski came in eighth. Austin Dillon came in ninth. Cole Custer came in tenth. And notables, Kyle Bush came in eleventh. And he is a notable because lately Kyle Bush has not, well, I can't say he can't, I can't say he can't get right. He just hasn't won a race. And that's just unusual for Kyle Bush first and foremost, but also he is our reigning champion. So for him not to win a race and wear one race left in the regular season, that's pretty crazy. And of course, Matt Kenseth is the other notable. He came in 15th. So Kenny, why don't you tell us a little bit about the dust up? Well, it wasn't even a dust up. It was somebody was talking smack. Not that either one of them going to do anything, but you can tell us about that. And then I guess we can go into the playoffs and whatever else you guys want to talk about. So go ahead, Kenny. Yeah. So if you guys watch Saturday's race, Almarola, I believe was like fighting for himself to not go a lap down. You never know. A caution might come out. It seems like that's been a trend all year in the closing laps of a race. We get a late caution. Everything gets bunched back up. If he was in that situation, no, he would have been in a good spot. And again, points make a difference. Obviously now he is locked into the playoffs. He's good to go on points along with the Bush brothers. But Martin Truex was trying to get around him when he was leading. And his teammate, Denny Hamlin, was coming up pretty, pretty fast. And most people thought he was probably going to catch him. And of course, he didn't. He got that win. So Truex was jawing at the mouth a little bit and was a little mad because a lap car got in the way, so to speak. And it's like, look, man, we're racing. This isn't a parade. We're going to be racing. That's what's going to be happening every single weekend. And that's just how it's supposed to go. So it's like, it's like, look, man, if someone races you hard, that's it. That's just how it should be. So I don't don't see why he was mad. That's just what it is. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to second that motion. I I started laughing because I thought maybe it was something more to it than that. And I'm like, did I miss something? And then, and, and it wasn't, it was just, I mean, there's there's nobody at fault there like you know his 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 uh i mean his whole thing was just like uh, his argument was was going nowhere i mean at least i didn't see any argument and i was trying to give martin truex jr some kind of maybe like credit like oh maybe i missed something but there's nothing there's nothing to bitch about him well i just want to add one thing because we are doing a video so you guys may hear all kind of noises because my 
fan is running on my laptop. Renee has some kind of buzzing noise because we won't be able to edit this out. Forgive us. Hello. Okay. So just wanted to add that. Kenny, what else you want to talk about, Renee? Or should I talk about playoffs and we take it from there? I'm like, what? I feel like a lot is happening in NASCAR. What, what am I missing? Like the craziness is, is that we talk NASCAR every single day. So sometimes I draw a blank when we get on the actual podcast because we talk so much about NASCAR. I don't know. Kenny, help me. Help me. <laughs> yeah, I guess the... Um... I guess the big thing right now is literally the playoffs in itself. Cause I mean, yeah. obviously it's only one race left. It's Saturday and it's do or die for pretty much Kyle, excuse me, not Kyle, but excuse me, um, what William Byron, Jimmy Johnson and Matt Benedetto, and anybody else is out on the outside looking in. They literally just have to say, all right, we're going to Daytona. We may or may not win this thing, but that's just going to be the only way. So my expectation is Saturday night, there's going to be some folks that are going to make some moves that you probably normally wouldn't see. But again, this is what happens when the season finale is at a now a super speedway track, right? So that's like the big thing. But other than that, you know, silly season is moving along. We don't know where, where Bubba's going to go yet. We don't know where Corey LaJoy is going to go yet or Eric Jones. So those are the last dominoes, but I think those are just things we're going to find out as we get closer and closer to the end of the season. Yeah, well, let me give you guys an update on the playoffs. You can find all this information on NASCAR.com, but I'll give it to you straight here on All Turns No Breaks. The playoff picture is as follows. Right now, Harvick is in the playoffs. Why? Because he has seven wins. Hamlin is in the playoffs with six wins. Brad Keselowski is in with three. Chase Elliott has four wins. Joy Logano has two. Martin Truex Jr. has one. Blaney, Alex Bowman, Austin Dillon, and Cole Custer also are in with one win. Based on points, Eric Amarola, Kyle Busch, and his brother, his big brother, Kurt Busch, have secured spots in the playoffs. Now, It gets a little sticky because as of today, heading into Daytona, Jimmy Johnson is four points out. Matt DiBettadetto, Matt DiBettadetto, and I I go through this every week. I'm just not going to edit it. You guys heard exactly how it is. And I'm not the only person who's tongue twisted with that name, but Matt as a Matty D, because that's what I'm about to there call There you him. go. I was just about to say that, Tim. Matty D sounds pretty good right yeah, there. Yeah, Matty <laughs> D is nine points out. And William Byron, if the playoffs started today, would be in the final spot. Now, here's what's interesting is that Eric, as in Eric Jones, he's kind of teetering there, but he needs a win to get in. So if he doesn't win, it's a wrap. So it's very interesting to see what's what's happening. But I just have to ask you this, Renee. Did you ever think you would see the day where Austin Dillon and Cole Custer would be in the playoffs and your boy, Jimmy Johnson, the number 48, would not? Never. Absolutely not. <laughs> and it's mind-boggling because it's um, – it, it you know going back to what you were saying at the very beginning about Kyle Busch and you know being the reigning champion and the kind of uh, the season he's he's been having kind of reminded me of kind of like how it was for Jimmy Johnson right after you know he got seven time and and then it just seemed like his you know he couldn't he couldn't get right either so 
it, it is weird to see, you know, uh, my guy, you know, uh, Jimmy Johnson on the outside going into the last race of the playoffs. But I don't know. This is 2020, and uh, it's just weird in, in general anyway. Isn't that the truth? Everyone says that on the social media. Everybody's like, it's 2020. What else do you expect? But I, I expect more from Jimmy because he is Jimmy Johnson, not because he's Mr. Seven Time, but to me, Jimmy Johnson is perfection and he's far from it. And speaking of perfection, well, that's technically not a good segue, but I'm going to make it one only because with him and his old crew chief, they were perfection. There was a little radio chatter between William Byron and his crew chief, which obviously you guys know used to be Jimmy's crew chief. and. It just seems like William Byron, I mean, he's he's a young guy. He's still learning, but I feel like he doesn't know, as Kenny has alluded to in some conversations, that it's tough for him to communicate what's going on with the car. And I feel like at this point in the game, he should already know how to communicate what's going on with the car. Any thoughts on that? I guess that's just like a for one different situation, completely different car. Cause when he was in the trucks and Xfinity, it's all easy for him. It was what it seemed like in my opinion, he should have won a truck championship, but you know, the playoffs happened. He had a bad race and that was it for him. And then Xfinity, he got a championship pretty convincingly with really no problem at all. But I think just like what we have talked about is just not being able to give as much feedback to his crew chief, or at least they're just not on the same page like at all. It's just like with Penske. You notice how they shuffled everything around and look at Ryan Blaney. Now he's able to finish races and he's able to you know, run up front consistently because last year when he ran up front, it seemed like every single time he would have great first stage, great second stage, but then after that, you wouldn't really hear much from him. So I think that's also like, you know, part of the growing pains with with um, Canales and William Byron right now. It's just that they're not really fully on the same page even after, you know, about a year or so. So it's like already tough that he doesn't have the same type of background as like your regular guy who has been racing for so long in a real car versus where he's got experience, but it's just not as much as others. So it's just like, it's kind of tough to really give feedback on like, look, this car is loose here. This car is loose here. I need it to get better right here. And that's just been kind of the problem. I mean, it's great that they managed to get a top five, but you know, it's, this has been a big struggle for them. Renee, do you think his lack of, I want to say garage experience, because if you really think about like a Brad Keselowski, that guy could probably build an engine by himself. And we know that William Byron's background is not of someone who comes from, you know, the garage. So, Renee, do you think that is probably some of the issue with William Byron at this point? Yeah, I, I would agree with that. And uh, I totally maybe I, and I actually totally think that that's probably what it is. And, you know, I, I think it, it also has a lot to do with like you go back, you know, to Canals and Jimmy Johnson. Some some guys, some teams, they just gel. They just mesh. It's just, it, you know what I mean? Like they were meant to be. And uh, and going back to what you just said a few minutes ago, after a year and a half, it just doesn't seem like, you know, it just doesn't seem like they have it. And I don't and, and for whatever reason, they're just not gelling the way that that, that Jimmy Johnson and Canals did. Kenny, do you think Chad would be better with Alex Bowman? 
I think he probably would be a pretty good match, honestly, if there was a, a reason why they would need to switch crew chiefs. I think that wouldn't be a bad move, honestly. But Ooh, he yeah, probably could get, he probably end up with a few more wins, honestly. I think he's doing good now, and I think it's because he got comfortable as well to some extent. And him and his crew chief currently, they've got it going pretty pretty solid so far. So I think, you know, it'll keep it'll keep going. But him and Canals would be probably a legitimate problem. We talked a lot about Silly Season last episode, so I don't want to talk about Silly Season this episode because there's next week and the week after and 10 more weeks plus to talk about Silly Season. But the number 48, do you think that there'll be some switch up because maybe Chad will be on the 48 car depending on who's behind the wheel? I think if they go with a younger driver, maybe they'll hand off that driver to Chad and Chad will go back to the 48. Just a thought, maybe a silly thought, but hey, it's NASCAR silly season. Going back to Dover really quick, a lot of people didn't seem to like Dover. Kenny, I know you saw Glucks as in Jeff Glucks poll. What were your thoughts? I am personally a little upset about it. I'm not going to lie because personally, I don't know what people exactly want. Look, we have our crazy moments. We have our side-by-side moments coming to the line, blah, blah, blah. We have that all the – we can have that every once in a while, right? That's what makes it great. But when it's every single week, people are going to get tired of that to some degree. And I know that sounds crazy, but it's just like the underdog. Everyone loves the underdog story until that underdog wins, and everyone hates the underdog. It never fails. So – it's like for me with Denny Hamlin chasing down Martin Truex, right, on Saturday. That was good as it can get. That, that's what, the at least to me and what I grew up on, that's the epitome of cup racing. You had the best guys going after each other, and they can actually run each other down. But if you go back two or three weeks ago at Michigan, when it was between those between Denny Hamlin and Harvick, that wasn't going to happen. Hamlin almost got him, but once he got to him, clean air, guess what? You can't pass him. It's just not going to happen. So. I don't know what people want. I guess Daytona will be the casual fans' cup of tea coming up because I'm sure it'll be crazy. But I just think that moments that we get that are special should be more cherished and not just something that we get every single week. And every race ain't going to be a barn burner. Every race isn't going to be crazy. Every basketball game I watch is a crazy. Every football game and so on and so forth. So I don't, I don't understand it, to be honest with you. I just wanted to add two things to, the, to what you just said. One about people rooting for the underdog. And then once the underdog becomes the big dog, I'm just paraphrasing what you said, they start to hate them. And we experienced that with Martin Truex Jr. Because Renee, you know this, Kenny, you know, at one point, Martin Truex Jr. was the underdog. But when he started winning, people were like, I don't like that guy, you know, and shout out to Kobe Bryant, because we are recording this podcast on Kobe Bryant's birthday. And as I was talking, it made me think a lot about how people hated Kobe because people hate a winner. Like, let's just be real. They down with you as long as you down with them. And when I mean down, saying as if, you know, you're on their level, you're a loser. Not saying that all haters are losers, but you know what I'm saying. But once you get here, they hate you. And the second thing I was going to say to what you said was about Daytona. Now, Renee, I want you to tell me your thoughts, because I know you're like me. You like super speedways. Is it right that NASCAR is ending the regular season 
at a super speedway, knowing that somebody needs to get in the playoffs, but anything can happen at Daytona. Like, dude, I was going to say somebody's name, and then I forgot they weren't even racing anymore, but I'll say his name anyway. Like, Cole Witt can win at Daytona, and not that he's racing anymore. And shout out to Cole, because I actually like Cole, the ginger lion. But I'm just throwing a name out there. You know, we've talked about it on this podcast before about those numbers that we can't even remember who's behind the wheel of. So say like a, I don't know, a 58. Who's in a 58 car? Is that even a car? Let's say Quinn Hoff, right? I said his name earlier. So (laughs) yeah, when we was having this conversation offline, I threw his name out there. But Renee, so my question is, do you think it's right. I mean, not that nobody nobody cares what we think, but I just wanted to hear your thoughts on yeah, I, restrictor plates. Well, I, technically, it's not a restrictor plate track anymore. Right. So super speedways. You know, I mean, it, I, I think it just all kind of depends. My in my opinion, obviously, it just I think it all kind of depends on um, where you're at as a driver uh, in in that playoff picture. Somebody that you know is is consistently in the playoffs or you know, that you're used to seeing in the playoffs. And then when you end it at a, at, you know, at a track like Daytona, then you're like, well, wait, well, wait a minute, you know, why, why are we doing that? You know, because I could, you know, because those drivers are going to go, well, that, that, I don't know. I'm just trying to look at it from a driver's point of view. And, and those drivers that were normally used to seeing, okay, let's take for Jimmy Johnson, for example. Uh, here he is. He could easily make the playoff. He's only four points out. But you go to Daytona, man. That guy could he, he could his day could end at the beginning, in the middle. At you know what I'm saying? And it, it's just I don't know. I guess it just depends on 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 the driver where where they're at and where their position is as, as far as playoffs. But if you're somebody like you know a guy who's always at the end, hey man, you got a shot. You know you got a shot to get in on the last race. <laughs> I mean. But like I said, and I said earlier, it's just 2020. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm not even surprised. Here's a question for both of you guys. Do you think we will see someone who has already won win at Daytona? Or will we have, I don't want to say a first-time winner, but I'll just say somebody who's not expected to win. Like, I mean, let's keep it real. Ricky Stenhouse Jr., he gets it, he gets it in at super speedway well technically he only really gets it in at talladega but whatever you know i don't know maybe bubba wallace will redeem himself it's been two what two years since he finished second was that two years ago kenny yeah goodness time yeah i say this all the time (laughs) i've been covering nascar for 10 years and sometimes i don't know it just all runs together i have like isolated memories of things that have happened but it's just like uh, you know you you're you're our history buff kenny so you're pretty good at facts but for me i'm like i'll tell a story and then i'm like wait that wasn't michigan that was kentucky you know like i'm i'm all completely off track when it comes to stories sometimes but saying that to say my question to both of you guys, will we see a first time, well, not a first time winner. Will we see someone unexpected win Daytona or will it be one of the drivers who has already won a race this season? 
I, I, me personally, I'm going to go with a, a, a driver that's uh, not expected to win. I, I, I just I feel like it's going to happen that way. What do you say, Kenny? Yeah, I'm on the same page. I feel like it might be somebody that's completely out the playoffs, I feel like. And honestly, if I was throwing a name out there, like you said, Ricky Stenhouse is one who's won at Daytona and Talladega. I could even say the same thing about Eric Jones. I was there for his win. Actually, I was there for both of Eric Jones' cup wins in his career, which is crazy. Um, and I'm just looking at the die cast now on my display case uh, from the Daytona one. So he came out of nowhere that day. I remember watching it happen. I'm like, man, you know, this Eric Jones guy is hanging in there. And he was like an eighth or ninth on like the final restart. And then – Sure enough, all behind him, Rex. I see that 20 cross the checker, checkered um, and get the checker flag. I'm like, that's crazy. But that's what you get out of Daytona. Well, it should be interesting. I am actually going to root for Jimmy. I'm not – actually, I don't feel as if Jimmy or William Byron will win. I'm hoping that someone who has already won wins and then – Jimmy gets in and no disrespect for the young guy, but it just won't be right for me. And I'm sure for other NASCAR fans, if Jimmy is not in the playoffs, his final year. So that is my wish. I'm not sure if I just gave my predictions. Was that predictions? Or I just it sounded like it. I mean, <laughs> okay. So what else do we need to talk about? And if we don't need to talk about anything, maybe we will go into predictions. Kenny, what's on your list? You know, you Mr. NASCAR, man. <laughs> oh, man, I think we got just about everything covered. I don't think we're going to talk too much more about silly season or anything. But other than that, it's playoffs time. I can't I actually can't believe we are at the point that we're back on track with the actual schedule for one. And then it's literally just uh, honestly, I'm excited for the playoff schedule. It's Darlington, Richmond, Bristol in the first round. I'm all for it. And those are three of my favorite tracks on the circuit. So I'm here for it. But other than that, I think I'm ready for the playoffs. And I think it's going to be a pretty wild one. Okay, so Kenny's ready for the playoffs. And we are closing out the regular season with Daytona. Renee, who you got? Who are, well, actually, I should have said prediction. <laughs> Renee. That's right. First of all, Renee and this noise, this is live, uncut, unedited. Renee, I think it's your phone. Move your phone away from something. Oh. And I'm okay. not that you guys don't hear the noise right. from me as well, but it is what it is. Uh I apologize. I can't do anything about it. I yeah, think sorry. that just I think that fixed your problem too, because I don't yeah. hear anything. Well, <laughs> well, can you fix my problem? Because yeah, <laughs> I'm well, like, this I, Apple product. And yes, I'm talking about Apple. So I'm just going to go on a hashtag Tim's rant because it wouldn't be right if I didn't. The Mac store, well, the Apple store, I always call it the Mac, but the, the Apple store has been closed for months and I've been having a problem with my computer that is growing and growing and growing. And my computer is on its last leg. And unfortunately, the Apple store is not opening anytime soon. They were supposed to open on August 20th. It is four or five days past that day, and they still have not opened. I'm going to have to send my laptop in, and this is like a huge thing because I usually would just drop it off at the Mac, Apple store. I always say the Mac store. I would drop it off at Apple, and they would take it and overnight it, and it would be back by Friday if I dropped it off on a Monday. It's not happening. So 
That is hashtag Tam's rant. It is time for some predictions. It's time for Grace Predictions. Renee, who well, you got? Here we go. I'm going to give my predictions in the dark here because I had to get out rid of my light. <laughs> but uh, okay, based based on what you know, what we just talked about uh, as far as going into Daytona, I do want Jimmy Johnson to to be in, and I I desperately want to see Jimmy Johnson at least get into the playoffs in his last year, if this is going to be his last year, which I'm sure it probably might be. So I mean. Even though I said it's probably going to be somebody unexpected, I'm going to hope that it's somebody that um, that we're usually used to seeing. So I'm going to go, uh, believe it or not, I'm, I'm actually going to probably uh, root for, gosh, and, and I was trying to think about this the whole time, and I'm just kind of going back and forth between two drivers. Uh, but I'm, I'm either want to go for some reason with Joey Logano, or I think I'm just going to go and go ahead and go with Ryan Blaney. Uh, those are my two picks. I know it's a little bit not probably what most people are probably thinking. You're going to go with Denny Hamlin, Harvick, whatever. But I'm either going to go with, well, you know what? I'm going to go with Joey Logano as my winner, and my alternative pick will be Ryan Blaney. Those are my picks. I'm sticking to them because I really want Jimmy Johnson to get into the playoffs. <laughs> All right. Renee, those are your picks. So. For me, as we get ready to go to Daytona, closing out the season, for me, I'm going with Brad Keselowski, who is a pretty good super speedway driver to me and to a lot of people as well. And I think the Fords have been pretty good at the super speedway tracks all season long so far. And then for my wild card pick, I'm actually going to go with someone in the Hendrick stable. No, unfortunately, it's not Jimmy Johnson, but I'm actually going to go with Alex Bowman. I feel like he's a wild card pick and I think he could actually get it done, but those are my picks. I'm sticking to them. So what say you, Miss Tam? I'm going with a Hamlin and a Harvick. Hamlin won the Daytona 500. First of all, we haven't talked about Ryan Newman returning back to Daytona after that horrific accident. And I don't want to talk about it. I, it just popped in my mind. I, that was pretty crazy. So hopefully he'll be okay. And I am praying for a safe race for everyone. First and foremost, I want everyone to finish the race and walk away healthy. And I know in my heart that a Harvick or a Hamlin is going to win that race just because. So I'm going to pick Hamlin to even it up because Harvick has seven wins this season and Hamlin has six. So I'm going to go with Hamlin for his seventh win this season. And I am going to pick an alternative and I'm looking over here, if you guys can see, I'm looking at my drivers <laughs> who have won because I want somebody who has already won a race to win so Jimmy can get in. But also, too, obviously, we need Jimmy to finish, hopefully, in the top 10. Right, right. But, um, and he needs to finish in front of Eric Jones and William Byron. Well, Eric has to win to get in. And oh, first of all, Clint Boyer. We haven't talked about Clint. Clint is eliminated, right? Or no? He can still, he has to win and get in. Okay. He's, he's going to be good on points, I believe. He'll, he can make it in on points. He doesn't have to win. Okay. Yeah, because we still have three spots left, right? Uh, look, we've, we've focused so much on Jimmy Johnson and William Byron. We've, we forgot it's actually three spots left. So I want Clint to get in because it just makes it interesting. And as you guys know, that's my guy. I really, truly, honestly do not care if William Byron gets in. And I know that's just bad for me to say, but this podcast, we are 
we straddle the line between being fans and media. And that's just my fan view. I don't really care one way or the other. So my pick to win is Denny Hamlin because I'm rambling in my alternative just because I'm just going to go with Harvick. What the hell? So those are my picks. All right. Well, those are our picks. What say you fans? Hit us up on our social media. You can follow us across the board at Turns No Breaks. That's at Turns No Breaks. We certainly appreciate you guys listening, watching us, uh, and supporting uh, our podcast. Uh, Thank you so much. And uh, like Tam said, and I couldn't have said it better myself, Tam, I do also wish for a safe um, uh, Daytona race that everybody could walk away safely. Uh, So with that being said, uh, once again, if you know anybody that loves NASCAR just as much as you do, just as much as we do, please turn them on to our podcast. We always appreciate your time for Tam, Kenny, and myself. Be kind to each other. Stay safe. Wear a mask if you have to. Stay positive. And uh, you guys, thank you so much for listening to my voice, even though it was not the best. But I, I promise I'm going to drink a lot of honey and uh, water. <laughs> and try to get back to 100% for you guys next week. We'll see you again on another episode of Alters No Breaks. And every week, Kenny and I do this waiting game. I am supposed to end the podcast with bye-bye, but Kenny waits. So what I usually do is let him say what he needs to say, then I say (laughs) bye-bye, and then I edit it, and I switch it. So Kenny, say what you need to say so I can tell the people bye-bye, and Renee can get out of the dark, because he's sitting in the dark. See y'all. Next week, we're going to be talking playoffs. Playoffs? Don't talk about playoffs. (laughs) Bye-bye. Thanks so much for tuning in. 